Uh, oh, it says this live video should start soon. Oh, look, now it says we're live. <laughs> we are live. We'll give folks a few minutes to. Um, yeah, yeah, Janet, I like your Homer Simpson thing. Yeah, I want to be Homer Simpson. That <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is so hilarious. I mean, it, it's used for so many. I see people use it for so many comments on yes. Facebook and stuff. And on Twitter. I mean, every time I turn around, somebody is retweeting something and putting that in their actual comments for their retweet. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what my, my I would have an empty shell of a life if somebody told me today that I had to give up Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can live through a quarantine. I can live through a pandemic. I can get through most of anything. But you take Twitter away from me and I might just shrivel up in the corner and die. <laughs> Especially now that I have a whole new House Hunters family with the hashtag well, every night at 10 o'clock. <laughs> so we're giving it a couple of minutes. Just uh, we went live a few minutes early just to gather our audience. So because in case folks are wondering why we're just sitting here talking about you random know, stuff, random things, we're going to give it just a couple more minutes to um, let See people join yeah. us. It looks like three people are watching, but we're getting no like like or love or hey y'all oh hey y'all oh no wait that's just the chamber giving me more notifications yeah i just started <laughs> yeah i started a watch party in our chamber of commerce um private group on facebook so yeah it says nikki is watching with you <gasps> i am ah. i'm watching i'm actually watching you oh okay <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> well, and I will warn you. So, and I learned this yesterday when I was recording the radio show for Friday. Um, every once in a while, because there's a breeze blowing outside and I am sitting in the kitchen and I am facing the, the window over the kitchen sink. So it's why if I keep my head up, you can see the reflection in my glasses. It's why I always try to keep my head tilted down so that it's not a distraction. Right. Well, just outside of this window, we installed last weekend, we, Tim, installed last weekend um, an awning. But it's one of those awnings made out of sail cloth. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's attached to the end of the carport and then expands out to the corners of the house. But the post that we got to put in the ground is a little short. So it's hanging down. And every once in a while, depending on how the breeze gets it, it comes across that window and everything here looks orange. So at wow. one point, at some point, I may have an orange glow just for a brief second. And that's why. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, well, Pam is watching. Hi, Pammy. Hello, Pammy. She's probably right. got her feet propped up. No, she's been working hard. She's been working really hard. So. All right. I think we can get started on our topic, Miss Janet. All right. You start. <laughs> you well, first. I, I'll start. So, I, you know, I reached out to you and said, hey, it's time, you know, it's time we get back to our marketing matters. And, um, and what I thought we could talk about initially and you know how these um how these kind of 
trail off into all sorts of different discussions. But my initial my initial thought was, so I was walking into a convenience store um, earlier this week and they had a sign on the door about wearing um, masks. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the friendliest sign. <laughs> Um, and it was, you know, it was the sort of sign that, you know, made me go, huh, you know, like maybe I, you know, didn't necessarily want to open the door. So, so I think, I think that's an important piece of the puzzle as we're, as we're, you know, we've moved into phase two and, you know, some stores have opened. There still are some folks who haven't reopened yet, but crafting that opening message, I think is really important. And it could mean the return of your customers or not the return of your customers. And not even just the return or not the return in the moment during phase two. I mean, this message that you craft now and communicate to your customers could have a longer lasting impact on whether they come back six months, six years from now. So, I mean, this is this is one of those really important messages that is as important as some of the first ones that you created when you opened your business to begin with. Right, exactly. And there are so many things to, you know, there are so many things to consider, you know, of course, with, you know, with the order of wearing masks and the san sanitary, you know, all of the, mm -hmm. all of the, things you have to do for sanitation and, you know, all of those sorts of things. So, um, and that, because of all of that though, I think a lot of the hard work has already been done because, you know, we all, whenever we have to tell somebody something or we have to communicate a message that we don't want to have to say, we don't want to have to tell somebody you're not invited to a party or any of that kind of stuff. We always try to find somebody to blame. Well, you know, I'd love to invite you, but you have, you know, my, you wear perfume and my aunt is allergic. You know, you try to come up with something to blame somebody else. In this particular instance, you have the perfect person to blame because this isn't even any business owner's choice or option at this point, this is a government mandated mask wearing. This is how it is. So that part of it has been done for you. So you don't even have to necessarily expand on whether you agree with it or not. And frankly, I would say don't expand on whether you agree with it or not. Of course. It is what it is. So take advantage of the fact that somebody else is pulling the strings in this particular case and you were just doing the best you can to enforce or comply with those particular rules. That's a yeah, that's a really good point. Um, there I guess there are some advantages to the situation that we're looking at currently. So <laughs> so some of the you know, some of the, I was doing a little bit of research before we came online um, and reading some blog posts and things like that. And so do you think that given, you know, that we're now, you know, I don't want to say we're all COVID experts, but I mean, we've been in this for a while now. Um, do you think that the um, safety procedures, is that still the message that you have to put out there in the front, front and center? I think so, because you can't go wrong with that. I mean, if the the people 
that are going to be coming out that don't really care or think they it doesn't Im impact them or maybe they've already had COVID, so they're going to be immune to a certain degree from it going forward. That message isn't really going to apply to them and they're not going to take a whole lot of time to read it and decipher it. But others are. And right. people are going to be looking at that to see, well, wait a minute, I always go into this place. What are they doing to make sure that I don't, you know, if I finally decide to leave my house and go into a restaurant or go into a retail store that has right. been closed, how do I know that they have my safety and my health at heart and are right. going to, you know, treat that with the respect that it, it deserves? Sure, sure. So, so I know that you have some good, uh, I know you have some good tips and some advice. So, so what do you think these messages should say? I've got some folks, Janet, who are saying they can't hear us. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I can hear. So what do you think? Uh, can you hear that? I can, I can. We're on a delay on Facebook, but I just turned the volume up on my phone and that was us. Right. Yeah. So yeah, tell them to make sure they have their speakers turned up and if they're on their phone, that it's not that their volume is up on their phone, not just that the okay. speakers are on. Okay. That's weird. But yeah, it's funny you say that about, you know, about the messages and do you still need one? Because part of the other problem is, and, and we talked about this earlier in the week when we were kind of settling on what our topic was going to be today. I have a friend who, um, she doesn't live in Front Royal Warren County, but she comes over fairly frequently and shops and, and does business and that sort of thing there. And she had seen, she is friends personally on Facebook with someone who also owns a business in Front Royal Warren County. So she sees both of their posts. She sees what the business posts on their page and she sees what this business other personally posts. Uh -huh. And she was concerned. It was one of the questions that she asked me about because she was concerned because on this person's personal page, there was a whole lot of Facebook posts about how they didn't think that this COVID-19 was a big deal sure. or that it was being overblown, that it was a hoax. There were all of these different things that she was seeing this particular person post on their personal page. And yet when their business reopened on their business page, they're talking about all of these safety precautions that they're going to put in place and how they're going to sanitize and they're going to do this and they're going to do that to make it safe for their customers to return. And she sent me a private Facebook message and she said, you know, I don't believe this any further than I could throw this person because on their personal page, they've been talking about how this isn't even a real thing. And now oh. I'm supposed to trust that they are going to take the time and the energy to sanitize between customers that they're going to do all of this. I don't feel comfortable going back to their business, even if their message does say they're doing stuff, because I don't know that I trust that they're telling me the truth. Wow, that is a conundrum. And that's that's a problem. And that's where sometimes the message is even bigger because of how you muddy the message personally and professionally. Right. 
And that's why when you're crafting this message, sometimes it's even better to go one step further. I agree with you that, and it's hard to communicate in a sign. And oh, I know yeah. what business you were going into when you saw that sign. And that was, it was a, it was a corporate store. Yes. So that probably came from corporate who could give two snots about regular customers in any of the communities. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you got to take it further than the sign. You've got to be able to put things on your social media platforms, put messages on your website that say, this is our policy and this is why. Sure. Because the, the problem with this particular person wasn't so much that the message this guy was putting on his business page was wrong. He was saying all of the right things in his message. The problem was she had no trust. He had right. lost her faith and her trust. And that's where all of the messaging has to start is you've got to make sure that what you're saying is true, that it is believable, that you believe it. Because if you don't, your customers aren't going to either. And it doesn't matter if you're giving free stuff away. They're not coming anywhere near you if they can't trust that what you're telling them you're doing, you're doing. That's a, that, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good point. And that's another, you know, example of how your personal and your professional Facebook pages can, you know, really mm -hmm. blur those lines. Because if you're, if you're saying one thing on one and another on another, even though it is, you know, our personal Facebook pages, um, it, you know, that, that it, yeah. it's a lesson. It's a lesson. Yeah. So. And I, the, the way around that one in that particular case, you know, if, if I were to reach out to that business owner would be, hey, this is a conversation that I had. This is the perception. And, and I want to talk about perception in a second. But so this is the perception. The way that you overcome in this situation, that perception is you need to start taking pictures of your staff with the cleaning materials. You need to do quick little videos that show how they're cleaning X, Y, Z in your business. You need to go one step beyond, hey, we're going to do this and say, hey, look at what we're doing because people will believe it when they see it. They don't always believe it when they hear it. Exactly. That is a, that is a very, very good point. Yeah. And then um, you can have fun with it. Right. Well, you know, and the other, you know, the other piece of the puzzle and, you know, I, you know, there are some people who, you know, those very quick and to the point sort of things that don't really convey necessarily any positivity or emotion, you know, that doesn't bother them. But I'm one of those people that, you know, um, you know, I read into everything and I know I'm not the only person out there. So, you know, creating that, you know, creating that positivity, you know, that, that, that positive message, whether it's in a sign or on a Facebook video or on a, you know, on a Facebook post or a Twitter, you know, whatever it is, um, you have to have that, that positive message in there. You know, yep. this certainly hasn't necessarily been an impositive experience for any of us, but you know, we have to, you know, we have to portray that positive. Well, as business owners, I think we all need to understand and appreciate the, fact, quite frankly, that negative attitudes, negative comments will get us a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Positive attitudes and positive comments are going to get us a lot of business. That's a very good point, too. 
And there's a big difference between those two. So you can go out and start complaining and ranting and raving about what this is and what that is and COVID-19 or not, no matter what the current situation is that you're going through. And you can complain and you will get a ton of people who want to jump in the wagon, the complaint wagon with you, and they want to complain about this and how it relates to that and just carry that torch because being negative tends, you know, what does it say? Misery loves company. Sure. But the people that you comment and say, you know what, this was a really sucky situation, but look at something cool that came out of it or look at what happened. You will get more business from people because ultimately that's what we all want to hear. We all want to do business with people that we feel like are trying to make an improvement and not people who are just stuck, not wanting to do anything else. So I'm not sure if I, I'm going to I'm going to try and read some of the comments as they come in, Janet. And I'm not sure exactly who Scott Turnmeyer shot this at, but he said, whatever, with a bunch of exclamation points. I see yeah. his comment now. I'd rather be a negative Nancy. <laughs> Tell him he's not pretty enough to be a Nancy. For good lighting or not, <laughs> that's not going to work for him. <laughs> and we know that's not true about Scott anyway. So, um, <laughs> um, so, so, so let's, you said you wanted to talk about perception. Let's talk about that. Well, and that's the, that's the thing because perception is king right now. It always has been, but mm -hmm. we have managed, I think, over the years to get comfortable with what we assume the perception was. And it wasn't that big of a deal as long as the cash register was ringing. Uh -huh. But then the cash register stops ringing and now something like this happens. You've really got to stop and take a step back and give a hard look to how people perceive not just your business, but in this case, we just talked about your person. Sure. And if it's not what you want it to be, the only person that can improve that and can change that is you. Uh -huh. So whether you agree with how you are being perceived or not, the perception is what it is. Uh -huh. And only you have the power to change that or determine that the group of people with that perception aren't your customers anyway. And there's no right. point in devoting a lot of energy into trying to change the mind of somebody who either A, is never going to spend any money with you or B, is only going to spend five or ten dollars with you over the course of a year when you've got this other big group of people that do share the right perception that spend a whole lot more on a more regular basis. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and that goes back to something that we talk about probably in every single discussion that we have about this sort of stuff and other business stuff is knowing your customer. So knowing who your customer is and then being able to cater to who your customers are. And the bottom line, I mean, it all comes down to one of the things that I had made on my notes was, you know, make it personal like when you closed. And what I mean by that is a lot of we hear a lot now about people who have come to the rescue, people who don't normally didn't normally eat out, didn't normally go to a restaurant, maybe on Main Street, didn't really do a lot of local shopping when they started hearing the stories the personal real life stories of these business owners and the fact that they had to be closed and they were struggling to pay their rent and how were they going to make ends meet? And they had kids that were now at home. It allowed potential customers and current customers to really identify and connect with these business owners. 
And that's why they supported them. That's why they did the takeout. That's why they did all of these things that maybe they didn't do before and probably wouldn't have in any other situation. Uh -huh. The messaging for your reopening needs to be exactly the same thing. Hey, we're a little worried about reopening too. I've got a mom at home that has asthma. I've got a grandmother at home that's whatever, but we need to pay the bills. And Absolutely. we really need you to come in. And because of that, because I have these situations at home, please trust me when I say I am taking all the precautions for me right. in addition to for you. Mm -hmm. That's going to change perception. Sure. Of course. of course. But you can't just put on a sign, please wear a mask and think that that's <laughs> the end of your messaging because it's right. just it's right. not. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I think one of the things that's most difficult with the situation is, you know, that we don't know, you know, we don't know where we're going, right? That things are, um, things are really up in the air and you don't know from one minute to the next, you know, are we going to get to phase three quickly? How long are we going to be in phase two? Let's hope we don't have to backtrack to phase one, you know, all of those things. I, so I think it's really, it's really difficult right now um for folks to plan but we have to plan mm -hmm. and we have to keep moving forward and you know so i think that's a really difficult thing well and right now what you really have to do is you have to sit for just a minute and you have to answer a couple of questions and the first question is where am i right now today mm -hmm tomorrow through the weekend where am i for the next five to seven days and based on that what is my message right now in the moment is it trying to sell a product is it trying to convince people that it's safe to come to my store what is my message right now in the moment in the next five to seven days right and then after that your question kind of diverge like a, like a, a crossroads and you have to have two messages as much as you hate to plan to begin with, now you got to plan for two different outcomes. Mm -hmm. And one of those outcomes is things get better. So what is my, how is my message going to change as things improve? Because you can't keep using the same five to seven day message much longer after that five to seven days because it does get old. So what is my message going to be as things do improve? How am I going to pivot? How am I going to change? What services am I going to bring on? What am I bringing back? What am I getting rid of? And then the other part of that is, what if it doesn't? Mm -hmm. What if after your five to seven day message, there's another shutdown? Right. What if there's another phase one? Maybe not so, not to the degree of a shutdown, but now there's another phase one. What is your message going to be? You can hope and pray that you never have to use that message. But you better be figuring out right now what that message is going to be because you certainly don't want to be in it like we were when this all happened the first time around right. and have to craft that message in the moment because then your emotions take hold, your stress and your worry take hold, and you can't craft an effective message because you can't look outside of the bubble that you're living in. Very true. Very true. So I've got some comments. Now, this is going to veer a little bit off of our discussion, but... So got some comments over on the Facebook um, uh, chamber member group page. And um, it's in regards to what we were talking about earlier with your personal page versus your business page. And so, so Scott, um, so what Scott said first was, he's really glad he's not on with us today. 
um, because he thinks we know what he would have to say about that. Uh, and then Kimmy, um, Kimmy Hancock says uh, she thinks that um, the most difficult thing about being a business owner is having opinions that are very different from a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, and I struggle with that. I think we all struggle with that. I mean, there are so many things. I mean, from a personal perspective, I would like to say on my personal page. Um, but I learned that lesson probably a decade ago. Um, and I've had to really, you know, temper, you know, what, you know, what you say. And, and that, you know, that's an unfortunate piece of the puzzle. But it just, you know, that just sort of is, you know, is it a yeah, cost of doing business? I, it you is. Know. It's it's a sacrifice that we make knowingly or unknowingly when we right. decide to hang out a shingle and be a business owner. Yeah. Yeah. I have given up my personal page almost entirely. I mean, yeah. I rarely post on it. When I do, it usually has nothing to do with anything other than my kid has posted a new video or it's somebody's birthday or I've got flowers blooming. It is <laughs> as generic and vanilla mm -hmm. and the antithesis of who I am as a person. <laughs> but it's the safest, easiest way. And I don't even have to do that. And that's one of the things that I talk about sometimes when I do these webinars and these seminars with business owners about making sure that you understand that your your opinions have consequences. Right. That you know, I'm I'm all for Andrew used to Andrew and I used to go back and forth about the the freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is one of the greatest things. This country was founded on freedom of speech, and it is one of the greatest things that we have. It, however, does not mean freedom from consequences. Right. So, but, and I always tell business owners kind of like I used to tell Josh when he was growing up and wouldn't eat vegetables, it's do as I say, not as I do, <laughs> because I'm in this really unique position with my business. I can pick and choose who I want to do business with. I have earned and have busted my behind to get to a point where I can say, you know what? I've seen what you post on Facebook and I really don't want to be associated with you. Uh -huh. So I'm not going to I'm not taking new clients right now. And I can also afford for somebody to see some of the things that I post on Twitter and go, whoa, I don't want to have anything to do with this because I'm OK with that. Uh -huh. But not there that, that I am such a small piece, uh, uh, such a minority when it comes to that, that you have really got to be more careful about what you're putting out there or understand the consequences know well, that there is going to be a segment of people that you alienate that are not going to be your customer and maybe that's okay with you uh -huh. i mean there are businesses that i am never going to do business with again because of what they have posted or something they have done or any of that kind of thing and do they notice i don't know right but yeah. it's 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 a possibility well, and being a business owner is hard. Um, it's it's hard in general, and especially you know when you're brick and mortar and you've got you know all of those additional expenses to um, you know to to pay for. You yeah. know that's why COVID nineteen you know is ex it's, has been exceptionally hard. You know, with folks having to have their doors closed and having to modify the way they do business really, really quickly, you know, and I've been super impressed with the way that people have done that, uh, you know, being able to, you know, quickly, you know, 
um, flip on a dime and be able to offer, you know, the online services and the delivery services and the, um, I bang on Scott Turnmeyer all the time, but I do that because, you know, Scott is probably one of the absolute most astute and smartest business people I know. And, you know, his, what he did was a model, you know, and there's a lot of people, you know, mm -hmm. Rachel at pavement, you know, those folks, man, they, they grasp it and got it and, you know, got it down, but there are other people who really struggled with it. And so now we're finding ourselves in a position where now we're starting to open doors again. And, you know, again, circling back to what our actual topic was, you know, messaging is vitally important is so important uh, because we get in the habit of shopping places, but it doesn't take a long time for us to break our habits either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's been my concern from a chamber perspective. You know, I've got all of these folks who've been in the habit of coming to business after hours, right? They've been in the habit of coming to committee meetings. You know, they've been in the habit of doing all of these different things. But if we go 30, 60, 90 days and you're not doing those things, those things are no longer habits. So now you have to re-remind and retrain them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And not everybody's good at that, especially, sadly, especially a lot of small business owners. Mm -hmm. They, you know, marketing and you and I've had this conversation. You see it a lot in all the surveys and things that you send out. Marketing is one of the most difficult things that most small business owners struggle with, whether it's where to spend their money advertising, what their, their message should be. Mm -hmm. And the thing that cracks me up is nobody starts a business by themselves. Nobody wakes up one morning in their little bubble and says, today I'm going to open, and I'm since I know Jean Plogger is watching, I'm going to use her as an example. Um, today I'm going to open a jewelry store and then buys all the jewelry, rents out the space, does all the build out all by herself. Right. Yeah. Nobody does it alone. They ask yeah. for help. They get opinions. They ask family members, what do you think about this? They go to places like the chamber, like the Small Business Development Center. They reach out to their local community colleges. They ask for help. And yet right now, nobody's asking for help. Nobody's saying, hey, I wish I could do what Rachel at Pavement did. Is anybody calling Rachel and saying, hey, how did you make the decision? What was the turning point? What did you have to go through? because she probably has some ideas for how any other business could do it in a different but similar way. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that again, connections, Yeah, you know, making connections. And, um, you know, I think there's, you know, there's just, there's just so much and we're, we're, we're living in this, um, we're living, it's not a constant state of chaos, but it's a, you know, it's a constant state of change. Okay. <laughs> the only thing constant, it's changed and we are absolutely living there right now. And, you know, if six months ago, if you, if you had said to me, do you know what next, next week looks like? I'd be like, yeah, you know, we have a uh, business after hours and, you know, we have this, but if you say to me right now, do you know what next week looks like? I can honestly say to you, no, I don't know what it looks like. And, you know, for folks who, um, you know, folks who are running businesses, that's a scary, scary thing. Yeah. And that's where I was saying earlier, you got to figure out what next week looks like and you got to figure it out right yeah. now. 
It may not end up happening the way that you think it is, yeah. but, uh, and that's the other piece of all of this that worries me quite a bit about so many small businesses is they're stuck right now. They're in sure. this sludge yes. of, well, I don't know what's going to happen, so mm -hmm. I can't make plans. So I'm not going to do anything and I'm just going to get through today and see what tomorrow brings. And what that's going to do is get them through today so they can repeat that it's groundhog day. Right. Yeah. And you can't be successful. You can't grow. You can't move out of phase two, phase three, or into whatever 2021 holds if, you're only planning for today and not even trying to consider what is going on with me next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a very good point. I, you know, talking about, um, talking about moving forward, you know, and, and those sorts of things. And, you know, we're, we're in phase two and I've, you know, I've gone into a number of, I've gone into more businesses this week, than I've gone into, you know, since February um, with my mask and, you know, all of that good stuff. And every business I see, the messaging is different. The signage is different. You know, what's going on, you know, what's going on in every business is, is different. And, I, and that's not saying that anybody's doing it wrong, but it is an interesting thing to see that everybody's doing it differently. Mm hmm because and, they're tailing it to their customers, like you said yeah, earlier. Exactly. They're they're um, you know, some folks are doing, you know, really creative, you know, like, like the Apple House. Of course they're doing creative signs, right? I mean, they don't know how not to be creative out there. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, and then you've got folks who've just gone to the Virginia Department of Health's website, you know, and they have some great tools on their site for folks who just want to print off some, you know, some signs that say exactly what they need to say, um, you know, putting the spacing on the floor for six, you know, six feet apart, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and then, you know, then, like I said earlier, you know, there's some folks that still aren't open yet, you know, because it's a very daunting thing to think about all of the things that you have to do and the things that you have to be concerned about. Um, but, you know, in a sense, it is time to get back to business. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny because when you say that, the first thing, talk about perception. So, and and granted, I mean, you know, probably as well as anybody, and I'm looking, Kimmy Crump is on here, so she will understand what I'm about to say and laugh hysterically. So will Peggy Shiflett, uh, Kristen Iden. I am the most judgmental person. <laughs> I know. Just so we're, and I understand it. Yes. I embrace my judgmentalism or whatever you want to call it. But it's funny because when you just said that about, you know, some people have been funny and creative like Katie at the Apple House and others have just gone to the Virginia Department of Health and printed that sign. The first thing that popped into my head was that screams to me somebody who doesn't really want to be doing this. So they're doing the minimums that they have to do in order to open their business. And I'm not 100% sure that I would walk inside. And part of that is because I know that you can print that sign and you can take a Sharpie. Yeah. And you can write on that sign, but we're so glad you're here. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. We've missed you. It can be a generic message, but you personalize it. Now I realize, okay, this is a business who really wasn't sure what to say, but they wanted to make sure they were following the rules. So they printed the standard sign out. 
you know, perception is what it is. And I expect that from the 7-Elevens of the world, from the McDonald's, from the corporate, that this is what your message has to be and it's coming from a higher power. I do not expect it if I'm walking into some place like Scott Turnmeyer's, like Sue Lawrence, like Jean. Mm -hmm. I expect them to have made an effort to put something on their door to let me know that it's okay. They get it. It's okay. And they're doing the best they can to make sure that I'm safe. Right. right, right. And I don't think that's too much to ask as a customer. Maybe it is. Mm -hmm. Well, so Scott, Scott had an interesting comment just now about the signage. And he said, honestly, we had signs up, but when we saw people walking up to the door, reading the sign and walking away, we took them down. We maintain social distance and wear our masks, but we are doing what our customers want. So that's so an interesting, yeah. He paid attention to what was going on and reacted appropriately. Yeah. And he's probably not seeing people come up to the door now and look inside and turn around and leave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, there's a lot, you know, there's lots of, you know, there's there's lots of variables with all of this. You know, I think it comes down to truthfully, it comes down to common sense and you know. And we've all, we all have to use that and, yeah. and, and do what we can do. And well, and I get that it's tough. I get that it's, you know, people, this has been thrust upon all of us. Yes. So this is not something that any of us ever in a million years would have chosen to do, but it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity that you're squandering if you don't figure out a way to take advantage of it and to be able to create that relationship and that trust with the people who are coming in. And, and I'll give you restaurants as a good example, because I know that right now, you know, in phase two there, you can be inside and eat, uh, I think, to a certain degree. Right. percent capacity. So but the servers have to still wear a mask. Mm hmm. So why aren't, and maybe they are, and I haven't been inside any of them to know, but here's a free marketing idea. Uh -oh. Why not have a mask contest with your servers and have them create some sort of cool mask right on their paper ones with markers or whatever and get customers to vote on who had the funniest mask, the bright colored mask, who had what, so that customers don't feel like they're weird because they're wearing it or they're not wearing it. It takes the the attention off of the customer and lets them participate in something for the staff. And then the staff feels better about having to walk around wearing these masks. If there is some fun contest, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. there are tons of things that you can do. And if you don't think that way, I bet you, you throw a rock and you'll hit somebody in your inner circle that does that or does. know somebody who does that will say just like me hey how about you do this 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 cuz you know that's what this is for and it, i can't help it <laughs> <laughs> no that's a great yeah that's a great suggestion to have to have folks do that and uh, yeah and those little things those little things mean a whole lot because people will remember that and yes and they'll yeah they will respond to those sorts of things so. And that's where it goes back to perception. They will then perceive you as a business who is in it with them uh -huh. and in it for them and not in it to get something from them. Good point. Good I'm point. full of those today. You really are. I, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. <laughs>
So, so I don't see any other questions, comments. Does anybody have anything, questions, comments they want to talk about? What about negative Nancy? <laughs> We're going to have to have negative Nancy join us again one day soon. <laughs> I need to go to his store and get some of them candles. The ones I'm that not buying the mandals, but I will get some candles. <laughs> Although yeah. Tim was pretty excited. He's like, what do you mean mandals? I said, apparently they are candles for men. He said, so they, what, smell like an oil change? <laughs> and I said, if they do, we are not burning them in this house. Let's just be clear. No. <laughs> says that negative Nancy left the building. Uh, yay, we won. We beat her back. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, so I guess the message is, you know, that if your stores, if your store is open, put a little thought into your messaging, personalize it a little bit, mm -hmm. be positive, um, and try and create a sense of excitement and, yeah. and use some common sense. Yeah. And the, the one thing that you can not do is not have a message because when you don't create the message to put out there, people will create that message for you. And 99.9% .9 of the time, it is not the message that you want them to be thinking of when it comes to your business. Very true. Very, very true. So Scott, since you mentioned the mandals, Janet, we have to, we have to elaborate on that. There's bacon, beer, maple syrup, leather, and root beer. Okay, I'm not hearing why any of those are for men because I would buy every single one of those. I would too. <laughs> leather in particular, I yes. imagine that smells really good. Yeah. So, the only uh, thing that I think that is missing is fire pit. Something oh, yeah. that smells That's like a cracking fire pit. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'll give him some of Tim's clothes when he comes home from the cabin the next time and he can see if he can get the essence of fire pit out of them like I have to do when I do laundry. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think with that being said, Miss Janet, I think we might be we might be wrapping up. We have reached the end of our message. <laughs> end of our message. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. We'll be back again with more interesting and valuable information um, and if you again you know like we say all the time if you have any topics that you'd like to discuss are I'll, you watching this later after we're done and have a question that we didn't talk about during the actual live piece of it right now um janet scott has fireplace embers <laughs> tobacco caramel and buttermilk pancake so. Did he just get up and run around his store and flip over the bottoms of candles to see what scents were written on the bottom of all of them? No, I'm sure he knows in his head what. Oh, yeah. He probably had a spreadsheet that he yeah. just pulled up on one of the 45 monitors that he has when he's watching something and figured out what it was. Jean Plogger says, thank you. Thank you for watching us, Jean. Yes. Congratulations on your new space. We hope it's working out well and look forward to a ribbon cutting on that space soon. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, thank you all so much. Bye.